everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 322. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ramess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And let us hope and pray to the computer gods we can get through this entire episode without my system giving me the green screen of death. Green screen? Yes, green screen. And in Windows 10, under the latest Creators Build update, is no longer the blue screen of death, it's the green screen of death. They kind of make it more nicer, softer. It doesn't change the fact that your computer just shat itself. Yeah. Also, when my computer crashed, it was purple. But then again, I have all the uh, accents set to uh, purple on my machine, so... Yeah. Could have to do with that. Possibly so. Now, and I know what you're going to say. Get rid of your machine and get a Mac. That's not going to happen. Everything, all the software and work that I do is Windows side, so I'm leaving it at that. And I know the problem. My computer, I'm part of the Windows Insider's build program, and I think the last couple of builds threw something chaotic, so which is why I'm getting these crashes here and there. And to be perfectly honest, I can deal with this until after Otakon and after PopCult. After those two conventions and the latest build comes out, I'm just going to do a clean installation and just let it ride. That's what I'm going to do. Because that's what I do from time to time. If I notice something isn't working right or whatever, I'll just go ahead and do a clean install of my computer. And um, honestly, it takes me eight minutes to do a clean installation of Windows. And you drop on there maybe another 90 minutes to reinstall my applications, I'm fine. And I just restore a backup of my bookmarks and plugins and all this other stuff because I have all that stuff saved to my D drive. So I'm good. I am perfectly good. We can do this. So, anywho, we are live tonight, week of August 8th, 2017, here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat lines such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use, irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you have a couple of options. You can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. And you'll see some of our favorite uh, VOG affiliated and non-VOG affiliated podcasts listed. Plus a link via IRC. If you have one of these chat clients and you click on it, the default IRC chat client will bring you directly to our chat room here. And we're also on Discord. You'll see a link for our Discord chat there as well. It'll either bring you directly into our chat or it'll launch the Discord and bring you right in. And the water is just fine. Uh, check-ins are now live, so go ahead and earn your VOG points. And if you're listening on the podcast feed, there will be a passphrase in this episode here somewhere. And when you hear it, head on over to VOGnetwork.com and put that phrase in and earn some VOG points. All right, now we got the show on the road. Let's go ahead and go around the room. How was your week? How was your day? Ari. Well... You okay there? It sounded like you'd sneeze or something. Who, me? Yeah, I heard some kind of loud like burst for like a split second. No, no, 
no, no. <clears throat> Great, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Anyhow, well, I'm on my vacation this week from work. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mostly it's, I'm trying to figure out what to do for the, uh, first couple days or so. Because, you know, it, hey, it's great I have nothing to do to, like, nothing to do today. But it sucks that I have nothing to do today. I mean... Take this time and relax, I say. That's what I tried to do. Mm. Um, my paycheck also came in, I might, I managed to, uh, pay off the room for Otakon, finally. That's good. And because this is the only day, the only plausible day that would I would be able to get down there, I took a drive down to Ocean City today. Yeah, how was that? Eh, not bad. Kind of cloudy, though. Not too... But it wasn't too hot. <clears throat> Pardon me. I spent, you know, spent a bunch of time walking up and down the boardwalk, you know, stopping at all the shops and whatever. Plenty of good eats on the boardwalk, too, so okay. there was that. Cool, cool. And that's that's about it, really. I'm just worried about spending it. tomorrow. I'm going to uh, get the laundry done and get my uh, ship laid out for Otakon, the cosplays I'm going to bring. Yeah. And then once I get everything ready on Thursday, I'm just going to pack up and go. Awesome. That's how you, that's how you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, kind of crazy. Um, work, work, work. And then now I'm getting ready, uh, to go help my mom with some crap. So, yay. So in other words, you just stand there holding the box while she throws all that crap in the box and mount, and half of it bounces up to hit you in the face, huh? Um, not that kind of help. <laughs> Uh, she's actually going for, um, a hearing for her disability. Oh, okay. So, I'm going tomorrow so we can discuss what needs to, you know, be said when her hearing is done next week. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to help me sew for next weekend's con. <laughs> Alright, that sounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. Which con's next weekend that you're going to? Uh, pop call. Yep, it's up in, um, out, there's like, a, I think like a half hour outside of Boston. Give or take. That's a bit of a drive. Yeah, yeah it's a fair freaking drive from Mama's place. At least we don't have to leave at the crack of dawn. No, that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Well, my weekend day has been interesting. Um... Yes, I know there has been some audio issues with the podcast, and it's the mixer. It has gotten to the point where I actually have to replace it. So, I went over to Guitar Center to get a replacement mixer. I'm like, okay, I can crack into the reserves and get a new mixer. That didn't work as planned because they didn't have that the one I wanted in stock. They had another one which was out of my budget. So, I was like, I, I can't do this. And then... The associate straight up said, well, you should have called ahead to see if we had it in stock. That way you wouldn't have had this problem. Dick. Really? Now, I could have launched an all-out verbal assault, but I said, no. 
let it be, and went about my way. Proceeded to tweet at uh, Guitar Center on social media and see what they say from there. They haven't responded back, so we'll see what happens. I might end up shooting them an email or something and see. So, I went about my, you know, they pick up dinner and stuff like that, and then I went over to Old Navy. Because a pair of pants I had bought some time back, I worn them a few times, and they have ripped. And I was like, ugh. I expect pants to rip after six months to a year of normal wear and tear, but not this. So the manager says, this looks like a pair that we don't carry in store. I'm like, yeah, I know. I ordered these online. I'm like, whatever you can do for me. If you can't exchange it, that's cool. I per I'm perfectly okay with that. Store credit, that's fine. You know, I, you know. And she's like, "What would you like?" And I said, "Store credit." And I'd like to order another pair of pants. You know. And she goes, "Well, let me see if we have these in, if we have them in stock online." Because she says that they haven't carried these cargo pants in black in the store in about a year. Okay, fair enough. She comes back and says that they don't have them online. They no longer make them. They're discontinued. And my, and I said. But I just ordered a pair last week. And she's like, well, there's nothing I can do. And she's getting a little snide about it. So I'm like, well, do you have shirts like this? Because I'm wearing like an, a short sleeve, not a polo shirt, but a short sleeve collared shirt. And they're like, and she's like, we may have some in the clearance section. And I go over there and I look. They do not have my size. I said, fuck it came home, threw the pants in the trash, and said to hell with this. So, and I've been tweeting to Old Navy about this since Sunday, and I'm going to follow up and tell them what happened, and I'm just like, we'll take it from there. Now, before anyone comes after me about saying I shouldn't ver verbally berate anybody in retail, well, let me tell you something. I've spent at least five years working retail. I know how to give that amazing customer service. I know how to deal and handle it with a customer who is dissatisfied. I know how to go above and beyond the call of duty for that. I also know not to be a pretentious asshole around the customer if I can't give them what they need. If it's out of my hands, I will get a manager. But I would never say anything that conniving or that snippy or that outlandish. No. That shit does not fly with me. So. We will see how that goes, behold, via social media and all that good shit, you know. Uh. And that's, and other than that, I'm also getting ready for Otakon. I haven't even packed yet. As soon as I get home from work, I'm just going to throw everything together and rock and roll. Plus, I have to stop by a comic shop so I can get a Funko Pop protection case. Because I'm getting, um... I'm getting my uh, Sailor Moon Pop box autograph, so I want to have that with me. Thankfully, I found a, play, a, a local place that's selling them for $8, so I'm going to probably swing by there after uh, work tomorrow and go. Dude, if you can get me one, because the only ones I can find are between 12 and 15 each. Yeah, this place has them for like $8 a pop. I will totally PayPal you. Okay. Well, I might end up picking up two because I, ha I have the box for Venus and for Anime NYC in November. I definitely plan on getting that one autographed as well. Hell, I was going to have two autographs. 
All right, let's see what's going on in our chat room here um, at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, Bob Coffee is telling Ari to check out Jam Project at Oticon. That'll give you plenty to do. Um, I love Jam Project, but I don't know if I have the $30 for the ticket to go, so we'll see. We will see. Well, it doesn't sound that expensive. Well, well you know, it just depends on how I feel. Besides, right before Jam Project is Jez's lip sync for your cosplay um, panel, and right before that is the JoJo panel, so yeah, it depends on exactly how I feel. And most likely, they're still going to have tickets there Friday, so, you know, we'll see. And Ray J is telling us about his weekend day that his PC monitor kicked the bucket, and the only reason why he can watch TV and use his PC right now because he has a cheaper projector that he bought, so he needs to get a replacement, though. Okay. So you turned a projector into your computer monitor? I've seen people do it before. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Bob says $30 is cheap. Well, when you are on a budget of one and you're maintaining your entire household on one payroll, one paycheck, it's kind of hard. And um, Wild Spice is back during the daytime dweller, so someone put her back in the cave, please. So it's not daytime anymore. Well, it's not like she's going to, you know, combust like a vampire in the sunlight or anything like that, you know? She might. She might. Alright, um, like I said, there was a slight error at the beginning of the pre-show, so I apologize for that. So, everything right now is smooth sailing, and we're going to go ahead and take our first break, and when we get back, we got some news for y'all. So, let's adjust this, and yeah. We'll be back.
Okay, now that we got that out of the way, um, I actually have some interesting last-minute breaking news. And I would like to thank Ari for giving me this link to this track, and I totally forgot that we had it. I kept referring, I actually kept referring back to our Season 4, uh, Breaker. Alright, so if you haven't heard, um, and You need to lower it a little bit. How's that? Not good, because now you just lowered yourself, too. No. There you go. See, turning that down shouldn't un knock down my microphone. It's on two separate channels. Alright, that's a little bit better. Uh, like I said, this mixer is probably on its last legs. I would expect it to last a little bit longer than that. But, anywho, in case you haven't heard, Anime News Network went down. They were hacked. So if you go to AnimeNewsNetwork.com, you're going to get, not the website, you're going to get a derogatory song play, playing and looping in the background, which is, if that's something you want to check out, you can. Sorry, it's 404 now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now it's 404 -ing. Originally, that's what happened around around 1 p.m. this afternoon, so I kind of missed the whole thing. But if you Well, that's going to suck for us. Not really, because they're back up at AnimeNewsNetwork.cc. Alright, so we've got to change all of the links for our articles. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. As they have restored their Twitter account, which is uh, at anime, twitter.com slash anime. So this it seems that this happened last night, and eventually it didn't make its way to the rounds until to like around 1 p.m. EST. So pretty much their email domain was hacked, email accounts were hacked, and a bunch of Twitter accounts powered by them were also hacked. Until they get everything back up and running, this is where they're going to be. AnimeNewsNetwork.com No, AnimeNewsNetwork.cc So, which will does slightly delay our episode. I mean, some of our news articles, but it's not so bad. But, um, speaking of not so bad, we're going to go to, it's really bad. Um, we, we all sit here and joke about Florida, how Florida is the bastard child of the 50 states. Uh, we also joke about how Florida is the bastard child of the 50 states. And when you, you break it down, when it comes to anime conventions and so forth, you have... The East Coast, the South, the Midwest, West Coast, Pacific Northwest, New England, and Florida. And everybody's looking at Florida like, what is your problem? What did you do? Which, we're going to ask them, what the hell did they do? Every year, there's a big convention around this time of year called MetroCon. It's one of Florida's biggest... Um, I would say pop culture conventions because it's a mix of everything. I've been there. Yeah, I think you've mentioned that a couple times, and we yeah, it was a and long we, time ago. Yeah. And we've actually had a couple of listeners who are telling us, you know, we should come down for um, MetroCon. Well, if it falls into the financial cards, we will. Now, this has probably happened to a few of us out there, where we've gone to a panel and you discover it's not what you expected. In some cases, person running the panel 
got, gets overwhelmed, didn't realize this is how it's supposed to be. And for others, it's more along the lines of a bait and switch. In this case, it's a bait and switch. So this is so this is what happened here. Um, there was a panel called 2OP. And because of the initials, people started running with it and started calling it One Piece. Well, it is what it is with that. So, this was like a geek panel on dating or something like that, and it just went horribly, horribly wrong. Mako, you're, you're, you're going to get a kick out of this. And by a kick, I mean you want actually want you actually want to punt this guy like um, Lucy will with the football. Oh no, I I have read up on this. I'm not gonna go through the entire the grammatical errors on this because it's that bad. Plus, he'd send me into a coronary. Yeah. This is the description of the panel. This is an exclusive panel for the ladies. I am a scientist wanting to know more about females and how they feel about certain situations. Do you prefer the shy guy or the tough guy? What color rose do you want on Valentine's Day? What anime guy do you feel better represents your style of guy? Help us geeky boys understand you ladies. Nothing is more better than the facts. Single, taken, etc. Doesn't matter. All the info gathered here will be helpful. Don't be shy. Sit-ins are welcome. Now, this panel will shut down 10 minutes after it went through. Now, and I've gotten flack for this because people have assumed that I agree and I side with this, um, with this truly wearing motherfucker. I don't. My thing is, I understand what he was trying to do with the panel. It was just poorly implemented. It just blew up in his face. It was just wrong. Pretty much, it was a geek panel to talk to ladies about what do you look for in a guy. But in doing so, the panel was just for women only. Guys were not allowed to come in. And from my understanding, he was using this panel to pick up chicks that actually showed up for the panel. Wow. Yeah. Now, supposedly, he was going to do a reverse panel, the same thing just for the guys. Now, he, the questions he should have asked, he was going to ask, he should have posted them online for people to check out and read. You know, that way he would have the, the proper information. But he did, he did say he tested out these questions with some females, and he thought it was appropriate. Well, maybe my thing is this. I know there are some things I can ask my female friends that I can get away with that I could not ask anybody, any other females. So that's probably one thing that it boiled down to. Secondly, this guy is a truly worrying motherfucker who needs to, be, needs to be hit with the butt of a rifle. I imagine he complained about why, why they would shut down a panel of such a nice guy like him. Actually, he didn't. He realized after the fact, and he profusely apologized for it. Wow, that is a huge step up from the norm. My thing is, what kind of a scientist are you? I guess the uh, air quotes around scientist were uh, implied. Yeah. Now, he was interviewed by, by, uh, by a reporter from Bleeding Cool, and the guy who ran the panel pretty much was trying to say he was trying to help guys be able to talk to girls better, you know. 
and he feels bad for offending people, and he didn't mean to. So, like I said, it was a nerdy, how to date nerdy girls panel gone horribly wrong. And from my understanding, when, when it comes to Metrocon, shit like this happens on the regular. And I'm just like, wow. Now, Mako, what is your take on this? I try not to think about it. Ooh, fair enough. Ari, uh, what is your take on this? Sorry, what'd you say? What is your take on this? Um, oh boy, I mean, everything about, you know, what, you know, the, the description on the panel to, uh, the guy's actions, it just is setting up every single pickup artist red flag known to man, but mm -hmm. the, uh, the profuse apology afterward throws that entire thing into question now. Like, so I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what to think with this guy. I mean, I can, I can only imagine how uh, the girl, the girls going into the panel felt, you know, you know, once they figured out, oh shit, what is this guy about to start talking about? And they, you know, just like glaring at him and like just straight up getting up and walking out in droves. Mm. Well, well, I feel sorry for the staffers who had to go in there and tell the guy to to fuck off. Yeah. Essentially. Because well, they had to be close to that guy. <laughs> maybe. Probably so. But I look at it this way. He owned up to what he did, and he apologized for it. That's something most uh, trilby fuckboys won't do. So, we'll give him that. So, look. Take it for... Look, if you want to meet a geeky girl... There are ways about it. There are several websites on dating advice about this. There are actual panels by nerdy couples that tell you this stuff. You just got to do what works for you and roll on. But if you see something like this, I hit abort mission and run in the other direction. I guess when you hear shit like this you, and you got a con coming up, you know you're going to be in for it. Hmm. Yeah. I never heard of like stuff like this happen the last time I was a Metrocon, but then again, I probably wasn't looking for it or whatever. Probably. You know what it is? A lot of times, I'll say this, a lot. sometimes a lot of drama that you hear coming out of conventions, you don't know what's going on because it, you're not involved with it. You're off doing something else when it went down, and you're like, oh shit, you know? That's basically what it, I'm just saying. That's what I kind of think it's more like. You don't know. Well, you hear about it, and you're like, you're looking off at something else, and you hear about it, and just your head just snaps straight up, and you go, "Wait, what?" Exactly. <sighs> and we all know. If we, if Mako-chan find out, she'd, she'd have this look, she'd look like, um, Mandy from Grim Adventures. She would just have that look. Right? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know that I would have gone to a panel no, 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 with no. that description anyway. No, I'm saying if you're at the con and you and someone tells you about the shit that went down. I would probably have figured that one out just by what the panel description was. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the panel. I'm just saying something else. Like, you know, when you come back to the room or whatever, you hear some shit went down. You're just like, what? You're exposed to some residual drama. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Now that we got that out the way, um, Mako, can you tell us what the hell is going on with Niantic and Pokemon Go? Sure, if I can actually get things to load. Now, as we take it to, um, to the old school of video of games, now loading. Well, I got it up here, so... Well, I got it to load. It's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Alrighty, so... If you haven't heard about the clusterfuck from the uh, Chicago Pokemon Fest... That's holy else. crap. Um... Basically, there were so many people in Chicago, in the area, that the, um, that the Pokemon Fest was happening in, that it overloaded the cell phone towers. Yeah. And nobody could fucking get on. To, you know, to make up for that, though... They did basically refund everybody's money for the fest itself. Gave them a hundred dollars worth of Pokecoins for the game. And gave them the legendary Pokemon that was supposed to be released. So it's not like they said, well, you know what, it didn't work, fuck you. <laughs> Unfortunately, it seems that uh, some of the people were not happy with that, and some of the attendees filed a class action lawsuit against Niantic, seeking monetary damages to recover travel expenses. Um, so a Chicago-based lawyer is representing the group, and the lead person, the lead plaintiff, uh, allegedly traveled from California to Chicago for the event. Um, they're not seeking any kind of damages or anything like that because they didn't get the legendary or anything like that because Niantic is giving it to them, but Niantic never said anything about refunding travel expenses for people that ended up traveling to Chicago, and that's what all of these people now want. And the lawyer basically has said that there are 20 or 30 other people now that have joined the lawsuit. Uh, now, this is a prime example of being greedy fucks, okay? Now... I, ca I can't imagine how uh, Niantic execs reacted to that. They were like, uh, okay, there was a disaster, just give them a whole bunch of free stuff and they'll go away. Uh, boss, we're being sued. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, because it wasn't enough free stuff. Yeah, 
see, Niantic is a bunch of IT nerdy people, so they're like, um, just write a code for the for the lawsuit to go away. But but anywho, now I do know that if from my from what I was told by people that went, if you were on AT and T and T AT and T and Verizon, you were straight up fucked from the jump about getting onto the servers. Um. If you were Sprint, you were good. If you were T-Mobile, you were good. Special T-Mobile got that stability. Sprint has nobody on their network. Um, <laughs> I believe Sprint and, and another company was there, but they didn't bring any towers. See, what they should have done was um, cap the limit at 5,000 people, ask providers to bring mobile towers to support all of this. Because here's the thing, if you've gone to a convention on pre-con night and you're out there hanging around waiting to pick up your badge, you've probably dealt with something similar to this, where you're trying to go online and you're on the Wi-Fi, that, which is tied to the same network as registration, and you're not going to get anywhere. This happened to Otakon a few years ago and it brought down the, it brought down the network. That's not good. But. I hope Niantic figures out a solution and pretty much says, um, we gave you your stuff. What more do you want? It's like when, um... Hopefully the case will be dismissed with, with very similar language to that. Yeah, I agree. It's sort of like, um... What am I looking for? It's like, remember when the Wii came out and people were suing Nintendo because they threw the Wiimote and it broke their damn TVs and stuff like that? My, mm -hmm. In the box! There is a strap, there's a Wii condom, and other stuff, and there's a warning that tells you to hold on to the fucking controller. And the games are full of, you know, you know, screens are saying, yeah, don't lose, don't lose grip of your controller. Mm-hmm. God. Well, hopefully next couple weeks we'll have a resolution to that. Now, if we go to our chat room here at live.vognetwork.com to refer back to our first story about Metrocon, uh, Bob Coffey says he is an alternative scientist. Ha, ha, ha. Raginator says the whole thing reeks of being creepy as fuck. I agree. Tip one, don't be creepy like this guy. Agreed. Tip two, see tip one. Oh, Raginator, if, you, if you've only seen some of the stuff that we have seen, and in reference to our most recent article, we just talked about Dark Tetsuya says, who reads warnings or manuals anymore, though? And, yeah, I perfectly agree about that, so. Anywho, can you hear me now? It's very garbled. Uh, hold on here. Can you hear me now? Say something again. Can you hear me now? I. It's definitely better. But do you hear buzzing in the background? Yes. Then you're gonna have to deal with that. Well, the buzzing is fine. I wasn't able to hear you at all before. <sighs> this stupid mixer. And it's bad enough Behringer has not gotten back to me about what about the about the issues with this. I should actually go bitch on their on their on their Facebook page about it. I really should. Do they have a Twitter account you can uh, ask questions to? What I have to say is better off going on Facebook and not Twitter. 
because okay. 140 characters is not enough. So, anywho, um, as Doctor Z says, who reads warnings and manuals anymore? Yeah, you're absolutely right. With the fact that when you buy games nowadays, you get a pamphlet that tells you who to contact when shit goes wrong. There's nothing else. It's just the game, and you go and you play. Uh, lovely. Mm. All right. Now, moving right along, I have some Love Live news for you. We are finally getting season two of Love Live Sunshine. And the fans rejoice. Yay. Louder. But, Yay. Uh, <laughs> the official website for Love Live, which is uh, lovelive-anime.jp slash Hoshi, you can go there and you can see the promotional video for the second season of Love Live Sunshine. The, sh the second season will be aired on Tokyo MX, KBS Kyoto, TV Aichi, TV Hokkaido, Sun TV, BS11, SBS, TV QQ Shoe Broadcasting. The entire cast and staff will return. And as if you didn't know, um, when the, fir the first season premiered last year, it was on Funimation, Crunchyroll, and Daisuke. And in case you haven't heard, Daisuke will be shutting down by the end of this year. The Love Life Sunshine project was first announced back in February 2015. The project's key phrases were Rita Participation, Inspired by Muse, and Seaside Town Setting. The group's name's encores was chosen by fans via popular vote. And here's a little bit of history. This all came about back in 2010 between Anime Studios, uh, Sunrise, Lantis, and ASCII Media Works' Dengeki G Magazine. They launched a what they called Love Live as a self-described ultimate user participation project that let fans vote on the future of fictional idols. This project became the first season back in 2013 with a second season in 2014 and the first and the first movie in 2015. Um, if you're interested, uh, Crunchyroll has both seasons of the anime available. Um, if you can find the, the Blu-rays or DVDs, Miss America is releasing them. Um, as for Love Life Sunshine, there is no word from Crunchyroll or Funimation in regards to a distribution release just yet. Come on, you bastards. Get, take my money already. Well, I can't possibly match your enthusiasm for this, so I'll just assume you're really looking forward to it. <laughs> Yes, I am. And Bob Coffee has reminded me that it's pronounced Aqua. All right. I have to remember that. Like, I used to say Hunter x Hunter, and ActF keeps screaming at me, it's Hunter Hunter. And also, we see in the chat room here a little bit of rivalry. Wild Spice is going, yas, you, you, I am so pumped. And Bob follows up with, that's not how you spell Mari. To that, I say, I'm sorry, that's not Johanne. Mic drop. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Alright, so... Let's 
finish this out. So, uh, Ari, what tell us what's going on with Macross Delta? <coughs> okay then. Um, the Valkyrie Idol Group announced at the Rock in Japan Festival 2017 event on Sunday that the Macross Delta television anime series is getting an anime film project. <coughs> The project is the latest work to commemorate the 35th anniversary of the Macross franchise. The staff, will reveal, uh, the staff will reveal more information about the film at a later date. Other projects commemorating the 35th anniversary in include a virtual reality project, a live music concert, and a planetarium project, as well as amusement center, projection mapping display, toy shop, and network projects. The franchise is also receiving a new TV anime series in 2018. The 26-episode Macros Delta television anime series ran from April to September 2016 after a preview of the first episode in 2015. Macros Delta also inspired several manga series and a novel. The in-story idol unit Valkyrie, which I'm guessing is a German way of saying Valkyrie, also performs as an idol unit in real life, and the group has had several live events so far. The group's first album won the Animation Album of the Year Award for the Recording Industry... Association of Japan Gold Disc Award for 2017. You know, it's kind of funny. I I always tease um, uh, Onsen Mark about this because he's a big fan of Macross Delta and Walker, and I keep saying, "Who are these people? Nobody's ever heard of these people." Yeah, I think you're rooting for the wrong idol group, you know. But it's all in good jest. So, and I look here in the chat room, they're still arguing over who is best uh, Aqua's girl, so. It's like I said, if it ain't Johanne, I ain't hearing it, so. I'm just sitting back watching you people, you know, smash your faces in over this. I'm actually watching from the um, from the bleachers. <sighs> all right, Marco. We all know um, this is you right here. So yeah, I, I didn't know how to feel when I found out about this one. Um, but basically, Tokyo Pop is going to be releasing a Nightmare Before Christmas sequel manga based on uh, Zero, which is Jack's ghost dog. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to follow Zero while he is lost in Christmas Town. Mm. Uh, DJ Milky, who is the founder of Tokyo Pop's Do Levy, is writing a story, and Studio Dice is providing the art. Uh, the art, and it's slated to launch in spring of 2018. So it's not technically a sequel; it's a side story. That's not so bad. The Nightmare Before Christmas guide end. I yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. it it's not like it's taking place afterwards. It's taking place when he first gets to Christmas Town, and it's well, from singing. Zero's point of view. 
So you're talking about a dog that can't speak. Huh. Well, Jack's off singing, what's this? What's this? There's white stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how to feel on this. I, uh, I assume you're going to check out the first chapter and see. Oh, I will definitely read it. But I don't know how to feel. One, because they're saying it's a sequel and it's not. And two, as much as I love Zero, I don't know how well a manga based off of Zero is going to do. Mm. It doesn't exactly have a whole lot of character development. It's a ghost dog. You know, can't speak, doesn't do anything, so I, I, I don't... I don't get how they're going to go about it. So it's like a non-lazy cat with personality. Mm-hmm. Well, I was close. So, do you like Mako? Do I like what? What's playing in the background? I can't hear it. I actually prefer this uh, version of it. I know, that's why I pulled it up. Yeah, it's just because he makes it sound so much more creepy. Yeah, I didn't want to have it too, too loud to disturb you, because I know if you heard it, you'd probably start singing along with it. Um, surprisingly, if I were to open up my one-amp right now, um, that's basically all that's in my one-amp right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever plan on cross-playing the pumpkin kit? I mean, um, Jack Skellington? Uh, no, but I would love to cosplay as Sally. She's my favorite character. Gotcha. But I also have visions of doing, like, a half-and-half -half cosplay. Oh, okay. And doing, like, half my body as Sally and half my body as Jack. And then I've also thought about doing a Jack version of Sally. Like Jack cosplaying as Sally? Mm. Mm, sort of, but more if Sally was the skeleton queen kind of thing. Mm. I see it. So not necessarily gender bending, because it would still be Sally. But I, I've seen maybe the fan art, and it looks really cool. So. Maybe you can be Sally, and Rama can be Jap, and I can go as Oogie Boogie. I honestly am not really a big fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, but if Mako wanted me to, I probably would. Actually, if the three of us were going to cosplay from the series, I, I would want to go as the three little miscreants. I know who you're talking about. Oh. Mm -hmm. Lock, shock, and barrel. <laughs> if we were going to do that, those are the three that I would want to cosplay as a group. Okay. Just because that's, I don't know, more interesting to me than Jack and Sally and Oogie. Mm-hmm. It's easier costumes. <laughs> 
Alright, um, moving right along. Ari, what's going on with Crunchyroll? Um, Crunchyroll is going to stream PPA, Peace Singer, Pico Taro's Improv Anime. <clears throat> Crun I'm sorry, what? Nothing, you go on. Sorry, I thought you cut me off. No, no. Um, Crunchyroll began streaming the first episode of Pico Taro's Lullaby Lullaby Anime on Friday. The series of three-minute episodes will stream worldwide out of Asia as part of the summer simulcast season. Pico Taro, the stage name of Japanese comedian Kazuhito Damayo Kosaka, is improvising the story of each episode using fairy tale illustrations by the anime's director, Takashi Tanaguchi. Pico Taro voices every character, including himself. Flash Animation Studio DLE is handling animation production. Pico Taro is credited as the original creator <clears throat> and with the music under his quote unquote producer, Daimyo Kosaka. The anime pre premiered on TV Tokyo and streaming services, streaming services such as DTV and Anime Tel Toledo in Japan on Wednesday. Pico Taro is best, best known for his bizarre viral music video, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen. Oh god, that's. Yes. That's where I heard that fucking name from. Uh, <laughs> yep. And I know Ari's going right now, thinking, oh, fuck me. Not in the, oh, no, but, oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A toned-down old man Joseph Joestar. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, it'll, it'll be, like, I don't know. Like, the uh, chat-speak version of it would be O-F-F-S. Mm. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, here's something that popped up recently. I think this was, like, right over the weekend when this article dropped. He actually married his longtime girlfriend, um, Hitomi Yaseda, who is a Gravere idol. That lucky bastard. Well, good for him, I guess. Yep, yep. So, anywho, now that we got that out the way, now, let me pull up, um, the proper track for this. Okay, for once, Winamp is actually, uh, pretty fast, so I'm pulling up the tracks that I need. Um... I'll play this one if it doesn't crash the system. And it didn't. Lovely. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase EAR. Let me. Is this right? Yeah, no, I am not playing that one. That one is not going to work. I am going to go with. The original track that we all know, and I'll probably end up listening to these other ones later. And if you know that track, it is the opening theme to Saint Seiya, Pegasus Fantasy. Now, we have this saying, not all heroes wear capes. And lately we've been saying that about Netflix and anime. They have been giving us some real good shit. And I'm like, you know what, I love you guys, seriously. I mean, hell, they just gave us season three of Voltron, and that's that's all any, anything anyone can talk about right now, because it is so good. But, oh, so good. Oh, no, oh. 
That's all I gotta say is, oh, but we're not here to talk. No, it's like, it's so good. It's like, oh, it's so good type. But I'm not here to talk about Voltron. I'm gonna talk about Saint Seiya, or is known in some countries, including the States, Knights of the Zodiac. Netflix has been bringing us some amazing anime titles, and they're going to bring us Saint Seiya. It's going to be a brand new CG anime adaptation. The series will be called Knights of the Zodiac, Saint Seiya. It will be 12 episodes featuring the story from the Galaxian Wars Silver Saints arc of the manga. Each episode will be about 30 minutes. And as Netflix describes it, Knights of the Zodiac, Saint Seiya follows a modern day adventures of young warriors called Knights, who are sworn protectors of the reincarnated Greek goddess Athena. Each knight wears a powerful armor based on a chosen Zodiac constellation and are called Knights of the Zodiac. They aid Athena in her battle against powerful Olympian gods who are bent on destroying humankind. So good. So they're actually saying, okay, fuck it, Knights of the Zodiac is officially a thing now. Mm-hmm. You guys put that name out there and we're like, well, it's you know, like, fuck it. Well, that's, that's see, that's what ADD Films translated it to when they tried to do a kid-friendly version on, a, on Cartoon Network about 10 years ago. Oh, God, I remember that. And remember, I think... I it, remember motherfuckers bleeding Gatorade. Yes. And and the theme was... I think the song was called... was I Ran. It was... Yeah, I, it was for the uh, Bowling for Soup cover of I Ran. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't remember the Spanish translation of it, but that's pretty much what it was called in, in Latin-speaking countries. And it was like... To Latin-speaking countries, to them was Dragon Ball Z, was, say, say it to us, it was Dragon Ball Z, you know, that popular. So, anywho, Yoshihara Ashina, who worked on Tweeny Witches, Cross Aang, Rondo of Angel and Dragon, is directing the series. Eugene Son, who worked on Duel Masters, B-Legend, and Battle Beta Man, is working on the story and is the head writer. Terumi Nishi, who has worked on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, and Penguin Drum is doing the character design. And Takashi Okazaki, who created Afro Samurai, and the character design for Summer Wars, is doing the armor design. That's going to be good. Kurumada will be resuming his manga, Saint Seiya Next Dimension, the Myth of Hades manga, starting in September. He started this back in 2006, and the most recent season, quote-unquote, ended back in February. Weekly Shonen Champion Magazine announced at the time that the series would resume with the next season this summer. After the manga's previous season, Kuramata put the manga on hiatus for, I'd say, about two years. From January 2014 to December 2015. The 10th volume shipped back in June of 2016. Kuramata published the original Saint Seiya manga from 1986 to 1990, and the series has inspired a number of television animes, OAVs, films, and manga spin-offs. I think there's like an, a female version of Saint Seiya out there, manga out there too. Uh, Saint Seiya Santia Show spin-off manga, which I think that's what it is. It was recently licensed by Seven Seas Entertainment, and there is an anime based off of that in process. And there will always, and there will be a Hollywood live-action film, which we talked about a few episodes back. 
Viz published the original manga as Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac. ADV released Toei's animation in English with a dub under the title Knights of the Zodiac and an unedited version called Saint Seiya. New Video Group also released the series on DVD. I have the first two volumes. I'd like to get the entire box set, but I'm kind of sort of holding out for a Blu-ray release. So yeah, I am definitely hyped about this. And now, now that we got that out the way, oh, how nice. The Skype line's already up and running. So, this, wait. Ah, there we go. I did some slight changes to the Skype computer, so I had to plug in the other cord. So, we're good. Alright, so this is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. If you have any questions about tonight's show, go ahead and give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints. Now that we got that up and running, we are going to go ahead and do strange news from Japan. Okay, who's going to do what? Um, not taking the first one. I'll do the first one. Of course you would do the first one. I'll take the second one then. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> <sighs> fine, fine, fine. Go right ahead. Unless you want to take this one. That's... You can go ahead and take this one. That's what I thought. Mm. So, um, yeah, so Japan has some really, uh, crazy mascots sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes. Um, yeah, and sometimes, you know, they're cute, and sometimes they're a little weird. So, the newest mascot is called Kenchan. And it is a weird one. Um, it is a mascot for a pharmaceutical company. She has a Twitter. And, um, yeah, so Kenchan is an animal tube. Um, she is a literal douche. <sighs> so, um, yeah. She's, uh, kind of looks like a, a, a little penguin with a... a Growth? Yeah, I, I mean, it, she looks... She looks like a penguin with the top of an animal on her head, um, and a beak, because she's, you know, a, a little penguin-looking thing. Um, yeah. So, um, it seems that the children's line of animals also has a that little sentence 
Yeah. Um, also has a little mascot. Um, called Ichiji Kujira. Which is a match mashup of Ichijiku and Kujira, which is whale. So, it's a whale with a oddly shaped tail. Um, so, yeah, penguin and whale animals. Um, you're welcome. Thank you, Japan. This whale looks a little too happy about his job. Not even the kind of broken, help me kind of smile that the uh, pink thing has. Can we just move past this then? Yes, douche right along. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Literally. <laughs> this is Mako Chan's revenge for the last couple of podcasts. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just figured, you know what? I'm going to be on here. I'm going to make it as shitty as possible. <laughs> oh. Crap. I missed the last shit show, so I had to. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, Yahoo Shopping now offers funeral services services in Japan. Does it go? Does it make the uh, old-fashioned Yahoo yodel when you get lowered into the ground? Oh. Oh, that was horrible. Uh, maybe you can use Bing to help to uh, put me into the ground so it can let me down one more time. Oh, because it's not Google? Pretty much. Well, Anyhow, <clears throat> the internet makes it incredibly easy to shop for just about anything, and not just physical goods. You can also find all sorts of services offered online, including Japanese funeral services, which can be contracted for, with just a few clicks of Yahoo Shopping Japan. Provider Min Minravi has a number of available plans, but claims that its simple plan is the industry's most affordable. The plan includes undertaking services two nights as three slash three days of storage of the body at the facility, cremation, and gathering of the ashes. On the other hand, the simple plan forgoes all the all-night wait known as the Otsuya and replaces the orthodox Kokobetushi, the Kokobetushiki, a final ceremony performed before it immediately before cremation with a time for love on the same personal goodbye to the departed. At the, as a result, the simple plan costs just 128,000 yen, or about $1,160 US, far less than other funeral services. Those who feel awkward about such a low price farewell can spruce up the plan with additional option, options, such as a display of the deceased body accompanied by Buddhist altars for family and friends. With such an emotional, spiritual niceties, upping a cost to approximately 173,000 yen. With online covers having been, become such an ingrained part of modern life, perhaps it's no surprise to see it also become a part of death. Oh, and for those looking to splurge, Mini Rev <coughs> Yahoo Shopping Store also has more extravagant full-service funeral packages as well. 
Well, damn. And the comments section has been surprisingly quiet about this. Not surprised. Still, the uh, version of the version of the uh, as better whatever. It looks like a. It looks like a cot with a cheap, you know, with one cheap blanket draped over it. Well, it looks fancy from a six-foot distance. Yeah, well, you're getting what you're paying for. Yeah. And that brings us to the poopy end of tonight's articles. A poop kanji town opens in Tokyo with excremented shaped items on the menu. These new collaborations combine Japanese language with poop shaped edible items. Um, what? Ever since Japanese publisher Bunkoyosha released a series of six elementary school grade textbooks, kanji textbooks called Unko Kanji Drill, which translates to Poop Kanji Drills, earlier this year at the end of March, they've become hugely popular with kanji students of all ages selling out across the country. The bespectacled mustache teacher, better the sensei, stars in this series has a poop-shaped head that makes study time fun and entertaining for everyone, and now the unusual yellow character is being honored in an equally surprising way with a tie-up cafe and a menu devoted to him for a limited time. It's called the Unko Kanji Drill Namja Town Assemble Unko Kanji Town. It has, this has taken over the Namja Town in Tokyo's Ikebukuro District, and it opened up back on July 20th. Upon arriving to this place, you will see a yellow road sign that reads, Watch out for poop. It's all filled with poop ahead, so please be careful. Next to that is a picture of the yellow character from the Unko Kanji Drill series, greeting visitors with a crown, a poop tip pointer, and a description that said, Assemble Unko Kanji Town. Inside this area, you'll see the mascot sitting in a display on top of a tree in the middle of the event space. Wow. And there is a warning sign at the entrance. And it wasn't lying about what was going to happen ahead of you. All sorts of poop can be found in the main area. There are mounds of poo in cages. There is royal-looking poops sitting on silk cushions. There was also towering piles of poo set against poo cloud skies. And the Uncle Kanji Drill Sensei himself was there appearing with the mascot character for Namja Town, which is a cat. And there was food that was available. Poop-shaped features. There was the Unko Sensei Curry, which can be ordered for 980 yen. It's curry, and the rice is shaped like poop. And it's in brown curry, so, yeah. 
Yeah, brown quote unquote curry. Yeah. Towards the ending area of the dining area, there is a little wagon, a Wataame wagon, known as Fairy Floss Wagon. Decorated with a number of cute frills and images. Now, you can get cotton candy there. But the cotton candy was in a poo-shaped form. Of course. And the person designing the cotton candy actually designed the sensei's face on it. The Poop Sensei Cotton Candy, priced at 700 yen. But it only can be purchased from Wednesday to Mondays between 11 and 6. This event ends on August 31st, which is also the date of the Animal Poo exhibit that we talked about a few episodes back. I think Mako-chan got her revenge on us. That was quite shit, shit for everybody. That was quite shitty of her. Yep. You know, the first thing I thought about when I heard poo-shaped edibles was that some disgruntled employee is going to take a shit in the mix and then serve up actual shit to the consumers. This is not Clerks 2. <laughs> okay. I think it's time we take our last break of the night. And while we're doing this, I might have to go see a man about a poo. Puns. Yep. So, let me remove that. There we go. So, um, we'll be back.
So looking forward to Otakon this weekend. My last word. Um, this is my first Otakon in three years, so I'm looking forward to the changes to see what's going on. Also, I need to pack, and thankfully, it'll take me less than a half hour to pack all my shit in red. So that is it. End up list. Next week will be our Otakon podcast with Wild Spice. So get ready to hear some crazy stories and adventures. So we are going to get up on out of here. So I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mokotron. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mokotron. Good night, Mokotron.
Or a lot of poop, huh? Uh, no. Okay. Good night, y'all. She can always give us shit next week. She always does. Or have you not realized that shit by now? I mean, come on. I never give a shit. Come on, people. See, see exactly. This is the shit I'm talking about right here. But y'all don't want to believe me. And good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!